Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. It's a great day, Andy. How you, how you liking California? Welcome to California. Welcome back to California. Welcome to Southern California. You know, I, I did get on the interstate today, and it said L.A. this way on the 5. Like, how long would it have taken me to drive to your house? Like, two hours? I have no idea. Well, depending on traffic, yeah. About, that's about right, yeah. Oh, really? If it's, uh, yeah, I mean. We're not yeah, that far I'm, apart. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, I'm, I'm uh, uh, just up the road, as they say. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, yeah, headed down your way for Del Mar this weekend, which I'm super fired up, fired up to see some Breeders' Cup races. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about NFL Week 9. Uh, we have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about, really. This is probably one of the more news-filled weeks that I can remember in all of my years handicapping the NFL. We have two players who are in the top five among the MVP race. Um, actually, three if you want to go back to last week. Uh, yeah. who will not be playing or may not be playing this week. Of course, I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, and King Henry. Um, and so that makes handicapping all these games all that much more challenging on top of the fact that we have come, that the trade, the trade deadline has come and gone. There were pieces Oof, were moved. Doozy. Uh, players were cut. Uh, or will be cut in the case of uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, so, yeah, there is a lot to kind of digest here and as we prepare for week nine. So very excited to get into this. Um, are you caught up on all the news? A little bit. Yeah, the, the Odell Beckham thing is just confusing to me. But you can say it's confusing, but then you step back and look at, like, all the things that have happened to Odell Beckham Jr. in his pro career. And it's like, yeah, I guess it's not confusing at all. Like this, this is probably pretty standard stuff. So yeah, the 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 Murray thing, you know, we weren't super caught up on that on Sunday night. Obviously, back on board with a a little more knowledge there. That's still sounding like things are up in the air. I, I think we're at a spot where we don't think he's playing this week, but going forward, who knows? That's where I'm at at least. Rogers for sure is out with. Uh, he just took too much of that horse medicine, I think. And then um, Derrick Henry, obviously, with the – it sounds like a Jones injury, which is nasty. That sucks. And I hate, I hate like, saying I was right because it wasn't, like, some hot take. But this was just – this is what I was worried about with Derrick Henry for, like, three years now. Like, I can't believe it took this long for – you know, I just kept saying, how does this guy get so much usage and never break? And finally that foot just gave out a little attrition and – they signed Adrian Peterson, which is like a thing, a thing we're gonna do in the twenty twenty one year of our Lord. So let's uh yeah, if, we'll get to all that when we get to the games, I suppose, and kind of talk about how it affects the handicap and the spread, because one of them a couple of them I think have moved a little too much. But yeah. should we just fire away with the first game? Yeah, let's go for it. And let's talk about some of the ramifications, some of the implications, some of the uh, market adjustments here because this one was wild honestly um <clears throat> heading into last week the new york jets were downgraded uh, apparently by the market 
It was a weird, it's weird to, to decompose this though, because it was like the Cincinnati Bengals had been completely, you know, revised as to this elite NFL team at the same time as we were throwing the Jets into the dregs of the NFL. Jets went out, right? And that has really affected this market as the Jets now take on the Indianapolis Colts. Colts were obviously also very, they were the hot side last week, did not manifest a win, really didn't feel like they deserved to win. Either I didn't think Carson Wentz did not play great. Um, And as a result, you have a 10 and a half spread point spread on Thursday night football. And while that is a big number and it sounds big and it sounds like an overreaction somehow, some way, we expected this to be 14. This was a 14 point look ahead and it opens 10 and a half. Um, So far, according to our friends who run books, this is one way action jets. (laughs) <laughs> the, the people cannot get enough money they down enough Mike on White. Mike White. <laughs> they can't get enough Mike White. Mike fucking White. Um, not only did he throw for the le- league leading 400 yards passing last week, which cashed somebody a $125,000 uh, long shot ticket. Congratulations to whoever that was. Um, but uh, he was competent and ran this Mike LaFleur offense more competently than uh, what we've seen from Zach Wilson so far this season. So the entire question about betting this game, whether you are going to bet it or whether you are even trying to make a fair on it, is was what you saw from Mike White last week repeatable, particularly on the road, particularly against a team that runs a different type of defense than the Bengals gave the Jets that look. Uh, what say you, Andy? So, a, a big part of that, I think, just too, is a, a team probably with a, a better defense better coaching and a week of watching, you know, a week of tape on this kid now, actually seeing him play in a full game, being able to prepare for him. Like all that is where you do see this like instant regression, which nobody, obviously nobody thinks in their mind, the, Mike White's parents don't believe he's going to throw for 400 yards. Every <laughs> like, like the, 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 I'm not his mom about might, but his dad's probably yeah. pretty rational. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm talking, I'm not talking about regression from like there to like a normal, you know, I'm talking regression to, he was a backup to a rookie, you know, the, you know, the regression to where he probably should be. I'm, I'm, and maybe we'll all be wrong. And Mike White should have had the starting job and he goes on to a long, illustrious career. The only problem is, they don't have a lot of time to plan for this. Like you don't get the full week of, all right, we have the game tape on Mike White. We have all week to figure this out, put together a defense to stop what sure. we're in the offense. So, so that's where I'm a little trepidatious about just sitting here and laying it with the Ooh, Colts. Trepidatious. And depending, you know, depending on how far this gets bet down. Like I, even with a Jets upgrade and where I have Carson Wentz, like 10 is bettable to me. I'm just, yeah. I'm not in the business of doing that with uh, the amount of uncertainty on a Thursday night game with a rookie head coach, a a quarterback who is probably willing and willing to a little too willing to throw some balls to defenders, even though it's a <laughs> bad bad defense. It does it doesn't. That's the thing. It doesn't matter how bad your defensive backs and your cover corners are if. Wentz is going to throw it right at him. <laughs> like you're just, he's going to throw these balls that are just so interceptable. Even bad corners are going to find those eventually. So I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to be backing Wentz in a short week, even though the the Mike White coming back against him is probably the move. Yeah, it's and it's hysterical to think it, that. 
the right side here is Colts or pass. Then <laughs> it's 10 and a half point spread. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mike White on a short week on, on the road. Um, hostile environment. Uh, I don't know if you know this, and I don't know if we ever talked about this, but like the um, Colts fans have this weird chip on their shoulder that they don't get enough primetime home games. Have oh, you really? ever heard them? I mean, complain? it's probably oh, true. Oh, they complain. They complain about this every single year when the schedule comes out. There's like, oh, they did it to us again. One primetime home game, four road games. Thanks, thanks a lot. Like, like this is a very, very common complaint from uh, Colts fans, and uh, and so this is their chance to finally get a a home uh, primetime game and uh, make some noise and really impact the performance here. The idea that the Jets are going to come out and give you a clean offensive performance, I think, is pretty suspect. Uh, that's where right. yeah. I do want to ask real quick. My my last point is: is it, should this total be like forty five? Yes, and probably the Jets team it. total should probably be like seventeen. And it's yeah. it's in that ballpark, I guess. Um, but they're gonna have, they're gonna struggle to get to seventeen, I think, yeah. realistically. Um, without the help of Carson Wentz, they're gonna struggle to get to seventeen. And but who the hell knows what he does? Good good point here too. Like, not only do you have a, a rookie head coach on Thursday night, but you have a very experienced, uh, respected head coach putting together the game plan. It just and all of a sudden they have the best running back in the NFL, the best healthy running back in the NFL. Yes. Um, realistically, that's, I think the that's going to be run on. Realistically, I think the Colts get the win, and we had kind of kicked around the idea of Colts playoff. Yes, uh, when we were potting on mm-hmm. Sunday, Colts currently in the standings are three and five. Uh, they are behind the likes of the Patriots, Bengals, Steelers, Browns, Chargers. Broncos and Chiefs right now for a wild card spot. So they have a little bit of work to do. Yeah. Uh, they do have two games remaining against the Jacksonville Jaguars and two games remaining against the Houston Texans, I believe. So there are five wins on this schedule the way I see it. Um, let me just double. Yeah, they, no, they already played the Texans one. So they only have one more game remaining against the Texans. But there's there's a... There are some winnable games left on their schedule. Another tough stretch, though, after they got Jacks, Jets, Jags, they got to play Bills, Bucks back to back, which ain't fun. Um, so they got some work to do here, and uh, ultimately, it might be that uh, kind of end of the end of this season uh, stretch where they go Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders. That's going to make or break their likelihood of making the playoffs. So I do not think there is, you know, any reason to rush and grab indie playoffs. Yes, if we are seeing anything positive, if they're healthy, if Wentz has proven himself by the time we get to December 19th when they host the Patriots, then we can just bet the Colts against the Patriots because that's going to be like a pick. And some, somebody asked Colts teaser leg. Yeah. I mean, Colts Rams, that's not a bad teaser. We'll get to that. So, all in all, yeah, for me, Colts are nothing. The under, Colts is a teaser leg. Uh, probably staying away from this outside of just some props and a second half bet. And – the fact that it's a Thursday night game. This, if the fact this is the Thursday night game while I'm on vacation makes me happy, I guess. I'm, <laughs> I'm still going to watch a lot, almost all of it. You know I am. I'll be in the sports. Well, you're on the West Coast, uh, so it's in like a really ideal viewing window, you know? Yeah, it's early in. Yeah. It's early. Who knows? Um, Shit's like right. right at supper time. All right, Houston, yeah. Miami. Houston, Miami. This is a, Jesus Christ. a Miami team that beat the Patriots. <laughs> and have looked just lost. Well, let's put it in quotations. They, they beat the secondary the and the white. Yeah. 
I think Andy yeah. froze. Andy's signal oh, doing so great. But the Texans are the Texans. We've seen him. What's that? Your signal was a little laggy there. I missed a lot of what you were saying yeah. about the Texans and the Dolphins. Oh, I think yeah. you were basically yeah, yeah. saying these are two dog shit teams. Is that about right? There. What the hell, California? Yeah, two dog shit teams, and the Texans have looked really, really, really bad against two good teams the last two weeks. So I'm uh, I'm not uh, – yeah, vacation Wi-Fi. It was super – when the signal is good, it was really fast. I'm going to have to go yell at somebody. Guess who's getting a bad Airbnb, Airbnb <laughs> review? <laughs> so Houston, Miami, yeah, this is a full like. Uh, can we just skip talking about this? I don't have a ton to say. If no. if Tyrod's back, it's maybe playable at seven for sure. Playable at seven. I don't know what's yeah, the, but what's the you skin know what else Tyrod right now? Uh, you know what else though? It's not seven anymore. <laughs> it's six and a half now. Um, so okay. there's been a little bit of movement towards Fair the Texans, enough. which is probably people speculating. Um, Miami they're they're a class better than the texans but not seven you know not touchdown at home favorites um if this is davis mills though texans are getting shut out and so miami only needs to score 10 points to get the cover <laughs> so uh or really only seven points at this point um so yeah this was an easy one to skip realistically if you were going to make me play anything in this game i'm playing the under um would you consider under miami for survivor this week do I do I tempt I the gods? I think, I think you kind of have to. The other choices are a little. I'm not weird. using it across the board, but I'm going to use him. Yeah, I'm going to. I've use already him. used Buffalo. I've already used Indy. I've already used the Rams. I've already used Balto. I've already used the Saints. Yeah. Uh, oh no, I'm going to use the Saints later, probably. Uh, so it's I'm down to like Dallas, Indy. Uh, oh no! I'm sorry. I already used Indy. I'm down to Dallas, Pitt, and um, and yeah. Miami here. It looks like I'll, about I'll 11 percent of the leaves. pool is going to be using Miami. It's not. It's not a plus EV move, by the way. Supposedly. Supposedly. <clears throat> Supposedly. All right. Yeah. Okay. The under. I would. I would. If this is to Rod Taylor, I'd take plus six. I, I don't okay. think being on the other side of seven. If it's Taylor, it's a couple points. So. Davis Mills is that bad. Great in okay. garbage time. Real good. Yep. Look good. Look good last week. Uh, Denver, Dallas. Dak. Ooh, this is teaser protected what do now. We think? Does it matter? I think yeah, Dak plays. It is now. Yeah. Broncos. Broncos won last week, but boy, they're still not a good team. Were you surprised they gave to people the a shot to put this Von in? Miller. Were you surprised they gave people a shot to put this in a uh, in a Wong tease? He still kind of can. You could take a seven point long teaser at nine and a half. Or is this up okay. to ten across the board now? No, it's only a couple places at ten. Circa's got ten. Pinnacle's God got damn it, it's ten. Oh man. Of course I sit and talk to Dan for like a half hour before the show and the Wi-Fi is <laughs> perfect. As soon as we go on, shit goes to hell. I'm just gonna just gonna lose my mind here. God. Um no, is this nine and a half pretty pretty much across the board? I'm gonna have to double check. Uh, Circus got ten. There's some tens out there not right now, but there are you can still nine play. and a half. You can still play a seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my thoughts in general. Dak's gonna yeah. go. I don't Dallas know. I, is... I, 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 how many? How many long teasers are they taking early in the week? Yeah. Yeah. Not very many. 
<laughs> not very many um i think andy must be lagging now on top of being scribbled because we're talking over each other sorry guys um <laughs> uh real quick denver dallas i made a play on this game besides the tease and it's the over uh, I grabbed over 49 and a half here. I think realistically Dallas going up against a team that does not have a front seven with the way Dallas is currently utilizing their running backs and tight ends uh, and the way that they have a fully healthy and just absolutely destructive offensive line. Um, I got to guess that they are probably not punting in this game. <laughs> I think realistically Dallas gets to about 35 points, which means we need Denver to get into the high teens, low twenties, Denver with the healthy wide receivers. Now Teddy Bridgewater, a decent offensive line that can pass block some of the pass rushers for the Cowboys digs questionable with the, um, you know, with the ankle. I think realistically um, Denver is going to be able to get some points in this contest. Um, but uh, either way, Dallas is going to get on the scoreboard pretty aggressively here. I like over 49 and a half. My fare on this one was almost 53. Um, so anything under the key number of 51, I'm happy with. What say you about the over in Dallas? I don't think you can even hear me, Andy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just. I, I can hear you. It just. Yeah, no. It's, <laughs> I'm gonna go join on my phone because this is annoying now. Do you want to drop? Do you want to drop? Yeah, I, I do you want to drop you out? All right. Well, no, I'm while not Andy, come join on my phone. My phone's fast as shit right now. All right, see while you reset, I will set the table for Minnesota Baltimore. Uh, Andy's uh, vacation Wi-Fi getting the better of him. Let's talk about Baltimore here and the Minnesota Vikings. Where to start? Because the Minnesota Vikings, of course, coming in off of a primetime loss where they were backed to oblivion, uh, mostly on the news that Dak was out. But there was some support even before it was known that Dak was out, that Minnesota was the right side in that matchup. Um, people thought that should have been about a pick em. So when it was out close to three, I think there was an appetite to bet Minnesota in that game. And yeah, as a dog, Minnesota is attractive, honestly. And uh, this week getting six, that's attractive, I have to say. Uh, they're going up against a, a Baltimore Ravens team that has issues defensively uh, that were exposed by the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. That is, That was that was obvious. Um, and uh, realistically, I think the urgency is there now, really and truly. Like Minnesota can't fiddle fuck around uh, and expect to continue to um, be competitive in the, uh, you know, for a wild card spot in the NFC. They must start to put a little bit more aggressive play on the field, particularly out of this offense, particularly with the weapons they have in the passing game. Absolutely, um, absolutely no excuse for. Uh, the fact that uh, Justin Jefferson was barely getting targeted. Uh, and I think realistically, we have uh, a, a situation here where Minnesota is coming into this game uh, likely to try to get out to a fast start and going up against a team who's done well so far this season uh, in Baltimore, but is coming off a bye. And at times, teams that come off the bye are a little uh, lackluster, a little unimpressive, lacking some of that sharpness. We saw it with the Buffalo Bills last week. It took them a while to really, uh, you know, kind of get their heads in the game against the Miami Dolphins. Um, and in general, this isn't crazy. Like a lot of good teams uh, coming off by, particularly when they're at home, uh, underperform. And I can't exactly explain what it is, but 
that should give Minnesota an opportunity to get out to a decent start in this game. Uh, I don't hate them. And the first half at minus three and a half is kind of an interesting look to me. I think they can surely stay within a field goal early here. Um, but ultimately, I do think Baltimore wins this game. Uh, really, though, the game state that I think uh, is able, we can able, we can probably take some action on again isn't over. Uh, realistically, this is 49 and a half. And in any game where, um, you know, Baltimore is putting pressure on your defense, you know, they're, you're, you're going to have to score to stay in this thing. Uh, no pass rush without Daniel Hunter for, uh, Minnesota here. Uh, they are attacking down the field more regularly in the passing game, which is a great way to hurt Minnesota. Um, I think Baltimore gets into the high 20s here. Minnesota answers also gets into the high 20s here. Um, and uh, realistically, this ought to be about a 51-point total by my numbers. So I am on over 49.5 again um, in what ought to be a really fun and competitive contest in Balto. Um, some of our sharper friends are taking the Minnesota Vikings in plus six here. Uh, I think think as Andy still figures out what's going on with his phone and video, it's not good. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get some comment from him. Um, but uh, is, my, is my camera not good? I'm just laying here in bed. It uh, it's an interesting filter you got going. <laughs> I something happened with uh, your camera and uh, and your browser where it's not it's not agreeing with Streamyard anymore for some reason. So we'll that's super have... that's super dumb and I hate it. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now. Where do you, where are your thoughts on uh, on Minnesota at plus six in this game? Do you think realistically uh, that they are live as a dog in this spot? And you know, I mean, if you're going to back Minnesota, you want to do it when they're plus six in general. I mean, they have the team that can compete with the elite teams in terms of scoring points. Like they're not going to get blown out, right? I like them a lot better as a dog. You know, they're they're whole thing has turned into we're just a really bad team with a lead so i wish it would turn there it goes like look at, why wouldn't it just turn like that uh well sue you wouldn't know because for whatever reason it looks good on your end but um it's Fine. just horizontal lines <laughs> there you go anyway go ahead how about now now it's horizontal lines with a couple of eyeballs i like that i'm gonna have to go watch the youtube see what that looks like fine Fine, we'll go cameraless. Also, the other, I might just buy a new whole fucking phone. Like, using, I have it hooked up to Bluetooth, and then for some reason it comes out of the speaker anyway, which is annoying. I don't want to hear it out of the speaker. I want to hear it out. I wonder if I can switch it here. Make it happen on Bluetooth, you guys. All right. Um, yeah, I, my power numbers say I should back Minnesota here. I probably will. If I can get plus six, I just don't – I don't have these teams that far apart. Minnesota's a dog is a lot better. Minnesota's offense is – I just got an image from Dan. I believe you guys. I'm, I, don't, I don't think you're lying. Um, Minnesota's offense is so aggressive when they're down. It's it's understated how, how important it was that, like, Dallas had that touchdown late and didn't leave too much time because yeah, if they true. didn't – yeah, if they didn't – if they didn't get that long run from Zeke, Minnesota yeah. wins that game. I think you're right. Like they needed to convert that first down because Minnesota is so aggressive. That, that, when they was, up that was enormously huge. I, I forgot about that, but you're absolutely right. So, yeah, I'll probably be in Minnesota. So, do you have any thoughts on my general take that uh, just because this is going to be a competitive game state and some of the issues? Because, you know, that the, there's really – 
you know, the Ravens defense, I think, got basically exposed as frauds against that Bengals team. And I don't, you know, part of me wants to just hang, hang, uh, hang that up as, hey, well, they all had a, they picked a bad day to all have a bad day. Um, but in the other side of things, uh, you know, you can absolutely expose this, you know, this defense if you have multiple receivers, which is exactly what the Vikings have. Um, I my guess is that uh, you know, without their ability to really create much in terms of a pass rush so far this season, that Kirk Cousins is going to have time, um, and I think uh, Vikings are going to be able to put up a decent amount of points here. Um, the Vikings team total, for instance uh is 21 and a half boy does that sound low um and you know the, the urgency factor the you know where they stand and you know where they are right now from standings you know and and maybe even uh the, you know, the issues with green bay and the potential that the uh nfc north door may be open um i think realistically uh you know this, this the the the, two, the last two performances by the ravens defense blanking the chargers and then getting absolutely waxed by the Bengals has me somewhat confused about what to make of this Ravens <laughs> yeah. defense. Um, but ultimately I think the Vikings are going to score. I think this total is going over uh, because the Vikings have no pass rush in the absence of Daniel Hunter and they can get exposed downfield passing. So uh, are you with me and, on and over? Yeah, not only that, but again, if Minnesota is going to be down for big chunks of the game, Minnesota team totals feeling like secret pod play ish pretty quickly. Okay. Okay. All right, well, let's revisit this. 21 and a half is super, super, super oh, low. Yeah, it's kind of low for a team whose offense can click click at times, especially against a defense that we don't yeah. really know what to make of at times. My, uh, my most likely score here, if my, my modal uh, projection for a score, Baltimore 27, Minnesota 24. That's 51 points. 24-24, um, this goes over. 27-23, this goes over. Either team gets into the 30s, this goes over. So this is a, a nice overlook, I think, at 49 and a half right now. And I would expect it to get closer to 51 as we get closer to kickoff. Uh, you want to set the table for the Pats at the Panthers? Ooh, the Pats. That's another team, too. Like, do we are, are we back on Mac Jones rookie of the year? Is it is it coming okay. back? I didn't I didn't look oh, at the prices this week. Oh buddy, are we back? I think we're back. We're back. We're back. Oh, we're back, we're back. Even if the prices um, don't reflect it, that's the right side. We know. Yeah, I think we do know. We yeah, we just need to have Chase to Chase needs to chill out. Have a few weeks like he had last week. But um, the, the Patriots, aforementioned Patriots, the team that did lose to the the uh, Dolphins early in the year again somehow. This is a team that took the Cowboys to overtime, beat the Jets by a million points, ended up getting a win over a Chargers team last week, and now is on the road again, but. That is not proving to matter at all this year. I don't think those teams should be getting, even if you were doing like, you know, any sort of a downgrade for a team having to, I think not only is it baked into the line, it's probably too baked into the line because teams traveling for the second straight week are not showing much signs of that at all. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. feels like every one of those games we talked about, that team just covered. Um, and then the Panthers are obviously not in the spot they wanted to be in early in the year although cmc is reactivated is that uh are we thinking it's a go-go or is he just one of those well we re reactivated him so he can practice i think they're reactivating him so he can practice and he probably won't come back till next week but i also don't know that it matters much because it's not like he's adding a like an enormous element to the 
to this game that the Patriots aren't going to be prepared for, right? Yeah. Like, well, like, what does your score projection go for the Panthers if with and without CMC? Is it even a point? <laughs> like, like point six. Okay. Okay. So instead of instead of twenty instead of twenty points, they get twenty and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's something something in that realm. But and this is a this is a goofy one. This is one I skipped over pretty quick too because I'm not a hundred percent sure what we're going to see from Carolina from a. You know, if they they benched Darnold the one week, like how fast are they going to pull the trigger there? I don't like dicking around with a backup coming in and getting weird with it. And at the same time, I'm pretty on market with this number. Like I have New England about four points better on a neutral, and um, probably staying away from that just because uh, all the things I've said about New England's coaching. I'm uh, I'm not super excited to back New England as a favorite on the road with some of the things Belichick's done as far as just coaching decisions. Um, here's a question for you as you step back. Because last week we bet the Chargers. Uh, I felt it like it was a Patriots fade as much as it was excited about the Chargers. Um, like the Patriots are overrated here. Market's giving them too much credit. Blah, blah, blah. This should be a touchdown. Uh, but looking at their body of work a little bit more carefully, they're getting a lot better. Like they're improving as we have come into this portion of the season. And as you can very well remember from the Tom Brady Patriots days, they used to take the first four games as an extended preseason, work on some stuff, get guys right, figure out roles and responsibilities, and then, you know, kind of build their way through the months of October and November. And if you look at it carefully, like that's kind of what is happening. Like they played a really competitive game against the Cowboys, probably should have won. They played yeah. an outstanding game against the Jets, utterly embarrassed them. Uh, and then they went toe-to-toe on the road with the team off a of bye in the Chargers, who's playing plus EV football, and they beat them convincingly. Um, ball bounced their way. Yes, that's true. But it was a true, no-doubt win for the Patriots last week. Um, there are Patriots fans out there who are beating their chests, and they're like, hey, this is 2001 all over again. Uh, you know, no one believes in us. We don't look great right now offensively, but we're getting better. Our defense is doing things that is really frustrating some good quarterbacks. Um, you know, does any of this resonate to you? I mean, they played a freaking tough game against the Buccaneers, and we think at the hell out of the Buccaneers right now. Um, you know, I mean, are the Patriots live for a playoff uh, spot in an otherwise unimpressive bottom of the uh, AFC West playoff field? So not only that, but the, the Browns are kind of in disarray. That's oh, yeah. their opponent next week. The Falcons are obviously always in disarray. That's their opponent in two weeks. The Titans are going to be figuring out what the offense looks like now. That's their opponent in three weeks. At the Bills is very tough. At the Colts probably as well. And then at the Bills again. So a tough three-game stretch there. But then they get the Jags and the Dolphins at the end. This is probably a wild card team, buddy. Like this is, and I guess then then we get uh, a rookie a rookie quarterback in the playoffs to uh, bet against, no matter uh, how we feel on about road, things. Yeah. I don't think on the road, yeah, on the road, rookie quarterback. Probably against. The hope who. the number is somewhere in the in the range that we can take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, dude, I I don't know that this is a fair price personally for this game. Patriots are. 
I don't know that they're good. Again, I think the market is still a little high on them at three and a half in this spot. Um, but I do think that ultimately the way their schedule looks and as if they continue their upward progression, that this is a team that absolutely you have to pay attention to. Um, you know, that the G, the for what Belichick lacks in putting together a roster, for what Belichick lacks in in-game decision-making about when to go for it, when to kick, et cetera, um, he, still can, he can still prepare his team exceptionally well for their opponent in a given week. Would you agree? Yeah. Just and last week's box score just puzzles me too. I don't I don't know what to make of like either either team's game plan here. But a, a big part of it was just the, the interceptions thrown by Herbert and we talked about this defense early in the year. It's a defense, it's a team that always seems to do this where later in the season the defense is just like, "Oh, this defense kind of stunk." But now they're kind of putting it together, and it's it's playing with some cohesion. And it might not be, you know, the the oh 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 Ravens, but this is a good defense who gives people problems. I like how you put that—a a defense that gives people problems. That's what they were last week. Herbert threw a couple picks. Both quarterbacks were eighteen of thirty-five, which is just breaking my brain for some reason. But. The fact that I didn't think Jones threw it 35 times because Harris had so many totes. It's just uh, the Patriots ran 75 plays last week. Hmm. That That is popping right now. Obviously, uh, Chargers didn't have the ball as much, and there were some less uh, less lengthy drives, I guess. But the fact that they, they still got 5.8 per pass, which is not – great but uh the the length the time that they had the ball and then i guess the third down efficiency and the turnovers are kind of the difference there because that's a tough tough game even if you're playing well for this team who i did just proclaim as a a playoff team like this is a really good win on the road for them and this this might be the difference when they get down there into the tiebreakers and trying to find them way find the way into one of these six or seven spots yeah and you know the three-point final score really didn't capture it was a, this was a two score win i thought for new england really uh gar- late touchdown for that for the chargers made it look a little bit better than it was i thought um okay well i didn't bet this game either way i am very carefully watching the patriots though um because the afc on a in in a vacuum the afc looks weaker than we thought i think that's a completely fair statement and I am one of the people who literally have been listening to mainstream media just to kind of gauge what's going on in the NFL talk space, right, this week. And a lot of people are saying this sort of stuff, like, whoa, all of a sudden the NFC is really good and the AFC is not as good. And we thought it was going to be the opposite when the season started and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, we knew also, though, when the season started that the schedules were imbalanced where the AFC teams all had to play each other, like good ones, all had to play each other in the first half of the season. And there was going to be attrition. There was going to be losses. There was going to be, you look at the standings and no one really pops because they're all kind of clustered around five and three through eight weeks. Like that's kind of where we are and we expected to be here. So I think as we kind of continue on through the rest, this next portion of the season, something I'm very woke about is just like, okay, the AFC might be getting, you know, some favorable looks against the NFC in general. 
right? Because people are kind of talking themselves into the NFC is better than they thought preseason and the AFC is not as good. And, oh, you know, teams like the Ravens uh, might stunt on the guy on like the Vikings. Teams like the Chiefs might stunt on the Packers quarterback situation with notwithstanding. Um, you know, it's uh, does that kind of thinking make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, especially the the imbalanced schedule part. And I, also, does it like is this something that matters? You know, or is this just no. strictly well, like I, I, is it strictly like talk show fodder? Like, oh man, we thought this one conference was going to be good, now it's the other one. Like, th- does it does this really does it, impact does it, anything is it from handicapping? Is yeah. it reflected in the market? Is that what, that's what you're asking? Basically. Yeah, and I I, don't, I think the answer is no. I mean, we've talked about how Minnesota had value against the Ravens. So, I, you know, we might be victims of that bias to a degree, right? I, I guess, apparently. <laughs> it, might be, it might just, I, I think that is just more of a matchup game state kind of thing for me as well. Right now, if I look at the uh, Super Bowl futures, you want to guess what the, uh, uh, the percentage of AFC teams in the top Ooh. 10 in terms of odds? Um, four? Three, you have the Bills number one. Then it is Bucks, Rams, Packers, Cardinals. Uh, then Ravens number six, Cowboys, Chiefs number seven, Saints. Uh, oops, yeah, Saints. And then oh, so one more, so four. Yeah, exactly. You have six NFC teams in the Bucks, Rams, Packers, Cardinals, Cowboys, and Saints. Uh, and only four NFC teams in the Bills, Ravens, Chiefs, and Titans. Oh, you fixed your camera. Well, I'm going to use Firefox. We're now a Firefox team. Are you on your phone or your computer? No, this is the computer. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see see how this goes. It's it's razor sharp now. It's fast, too. Uh, It looks good. Okay. Um, all right. So maybe I'm making too much of this and there it's, it's not really built into the market yet, but I think it's important to keep an eye on this sort of thing because ultimately I don't think our underlying, you know, cause like a team like the Rams, they've played in the last three weeks, the giants, the Jaguar, no giants, Jaguars, Texans. Is that right? Yeah. Um, three really bad teams. Maybe it wasn't the Jaguars, but the giants, the Texans and somebody else. Absolutely terrible. Who was the third team that I'm forgetting? Uh, I didn't. I was switching my headphones over from the phone. I don't. I didn't even know what team you're talking about. I'm just nodding my head. The last three weekends, the Rams played the Giants, the Lions, and the Texans. We yeah, haven't that's... seen them. We haven't seen them really play a competitive game going back to like beginning of October. Yeah, since uh, the Golf Super Bowl. Right, and and a lot of people's commentary about the about the Rams is like, oh wow, this team's clicking on all cylinders. The old man, they might be the most dangerous team in the NFL. And they got well, Von Miller now. They got Von Miller. Now. Yeah. And they, but they're like, this is like, that's exactly how you talk about a team who just played three of the worst teams in the NFL. <laughs> they should look fucking good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like people were saying about that about the Broncos after three weeks. Let's not forget. Right. There so. were, there were Sam Darnold MVP truthers out there. <laughs> there sure were. There sure, there sure were. were. Shame, yeah. shame, shame is where I'm at. So, uh, I, All right, I want to play this game. Let's move down to a team that I do think is somehow still being underrated, even though they are a three score 
favorite now, and that is the Buffalo Bills against yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Did you eventually lay this price, or are you passing this game? I'm probably going to lay it. I'm I tried to twist your arm on Sunday, and ultimately I ended up taking a bunch of action on this. I'm on I'm on team, team Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills, to just scorched earth these motherfuckers. I'm probably going to play some first half, too. Ooh, what's that number? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's seven and a half. No, right now. It's probably it's probably going to be not eight. Bad at all. That's eight, not eight bad half at all. Yet. Really? I was seven expecting and eight and a half. Well, no. Okay, I'm on that. And if you have a place that has a cheap, like if if you can get a seven and a half at minus one ten, and you find literally anything else, even money, like there's there's no value in an eight really in a first half. I don't. I'd have to double check that. You want a flat seven and Mortal a half, eight. or do you want a uh, uh, a seven a seven minus one seventeen? Seven cents for that half point? Tough, tough, tough question. It's tough, especially in the first half only. That's probably pretty close to fair price. It is. Those are probably the same number. I wouldn't do 120, but 117, I'm thinking about it. Um, (laughs) I would not pay a dime over 118. (laughs) Uh, Those three cents will come back to bite you uh, if you go a large enough sample. That's the truth. Um, No, Buffalo Bills. Jacksonville's lost. Like, they looked very, very bad against a team that started Geno Smith and let them into garbage time for a big chunk of that game, and you still didn't get anything done. The James Robinson thing is a problem. The coaching staff is a problem. Basically, all the things that are happening are a problem, and this is a further indictment of, oh, shit, Miami's in trouble. <laughs> like Miami, <laughs> Miami lost this team in line. And so bad. That's so, a good point. yeah, I don't know where you would put this number right now, but I'm I'm so far past two touchdowns uh, where where I have Buffalo right now, and just Jacksonville. Jacksonville's fallen into the cellar of maybe this team is is as bad as Houston. So many, so many, so many problems, and uh, a lot of them. I mean, just everything. Like, how have people stopped Buffalo Drew this year? Uh, well, they have covered Stefan Diggs. They have forced the Bills to try yeah. to get it done on the ground, and then they've had very fast athletic linebackers um, and uh, and then executed an outstanding pass rush to to sack Josh Allen. Yeah. So, yeah, the, just the coverage isn't going to happen. The pass no. rush? No. A no. A little bit, but not, not, not anything to write mm-hmm. home about. Miles um, Jack is good. Bottom five pass rush win rate for the Jags so far this season. Yeah, it's it's going to be a long game for them if that offense wants to if they want to run this up. And the only the only issue with this is like, what if we see something like the the Rams game? So maybe I am the asshole for not taking the early number because people who bet the Rams and there was a, everybody and their sister sharps public and everything um, have taken you know took uh, what was it last week the Rams. And then the last of the numbers, the 16, the 16 and a half, those uh, didn't get home through some some real, real garbage. So even though they're up 38 nothing to one point. So maybe I am the asshole for taking the late number, but this will be for sure first half, probably full game. And yeah, I, I don't see any way for Jacksonville, despite where they're at home, like getting anything done against this offensive line from a pass rush standpoint enough to just, and if you are, you see these teams that have like, you know, they, they say my, my edge rushers are going to be more contained and we're going to get some pass rush up the middle because this is a mobile quarterback. 
like they don't have that they don't have that luxury of saying you know that we're going to do some different things with our edge rushers like you have to just let your edge edge rushers buck buck wild loose try to get anything done against these tackles and it's just not going to it's not going to happen against this team. So if he has all day back there with those receivers, it should be a bad time. I don't have to tell you that. The line is where it is for a reason, and it's probably still some value. Buffalo is a <laughs> yeah. foot-on-the-gas team. And a truck also, uh, an offensive truck, that is. Uh, I will give the Buffalo Bills a pass for their, you know, for kind of the – slow start last week against the Miami Dolphins, a team that is A, familiar with them, B, was playing like their season was on the line or practically over, and C, has good players. (laughs) Like, let's not forget that. And is has a good coach, Um, you know, but ultimately the Buffalo Bills offense kind of snapped out of their funk by the end of the game, uh, and I would expect that they come out and just utterly bury these guys. Same sort of thought process you had last week with the Rams. Like you don't fiddle fuck around. Like come out and just put your uh, put your finger, you put your thumb right on their head. Um, and honestly, what, that's what you do when you're going up against a team like the Jaguars, who are dying to quit on their coach. Like they are not fighting for him, not at all. They just got utterly beat up on the road by Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Um, This team, the Buffalo Bills, are going to beat them with margin. Uh, I laid the points. I do not think this is competitive whatsoever. And really, I think we're going to go through this phase over the next couple weeks where the Bills really kind of come into like like come into the full, uh, you know, full bloom as far as an offense goes. Uh, we finally see exactly what they can ultimately be. There were some question marks on the injury report. I'd love to see Cole Beasley get some practice this week. I'd love to see Knox get some practice this week. But uh, ultimately, I don't think it matters because you can run on this Jaguars team if you're the Bills, and the Bills have been doing a nice job at least of trying to balance their offense a little bit more this year, which is, I think, uh, ultimately going to bear fruit for them. So, uh, Bills, let's go. Let's just score straight these motherfuckers. And just real quick, like – my offensive rankings combined with quarterback play, I have Buffalo higher than the Geno Smith Seahawks. So I'd expect them to have a, a decent game. Okay. I like it. Uh, Cincinnati, Cleveland. Do you take any action on this? And we, we bet, uh, we bet this Sunday early. I forgot. Market not impressed with our play, by the way. Um, there's just been buyback at three. Every time it hits three, there's buyback. Okay, who's betting Cleveland at three, and what do what do they see in this handicap that we did not when we played it on Sunday? A bunch of people are. I mean, I know people who are, and I don't know. I guess if if you want to go pure power numbers, and you don't make any adjustments or some of the things we've seen from you know, Cleveland from a standpoint of injuries or probable injuries, just. Where Baker's at from an injury standpoint, I'm not excited about grabbing this three with them. The Bengals are younger. They haven't been had any modicum of success the past few years. Their coach is worse. Their quarterback is still very young. But, man, I, I, I don't quite understand why you would go to bat with a team like this. I guess getting, getting the points in the division game, I can never yell at anybody for that. But... At two and a half, I like this. I, I don't think I would have bet the Bengals at three, three and a half. Certainly not three and a half. But I, I'm not at I'm not at a spot here where I'm I have the Browns getting upgrades over the past few weeks. Like we've seen multiple injuries. The quarterback is banged up. You got a receiver who's being super weird. I don't know if that actually matters. Like real quick, the OBJ thing. Like 
he he's a very good player, but does he matter a ton whether he's on this team or not? They they seem to do the offense. It's not like the offense has been spectacular. I mean, he's wasting last... he's wasting snaps. Yeah, he he he's taking it away from somebody else who could be trying, I guess, to lack lack of a better term. Um, yeah, I'm I'm still in Cincinnati here just because I took him at the the good number. Do you think this keeps getting bet down? I guess. I mean, they they have the they win in the trenches. The, the, the Browns do, right? The Browns win in the trenches here, both sides of the ball. Even though they've had a couple of injuries, um, right now the pass rush win rate for the likes of the uh, Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, T- Tank McKinley crew, if those guys are all out there and healthy, uh, it's scary how effective they are at rushing the passer. Um, and in the two games we saw last year, it actually didn't matter. They were in the, in the backfield in um, Burrow's face all game in both games. And the Bengals were still super feisty. They were aggressive. They passed early and often. And the talent is there in the wide receiver room, the tight end room, that they're going to be able to at least go score for score with the Browns team if the Browns are having a good day offensively, which really makes me look at this total at 46 and a half and wonder why that's so low. Um, I made yeah. fair here, 48, 48 and a half. Uh, so I think the over is, uh, is a good look, uh, if you don't already have the Bengals and you're not interested in fading the, uh, the sharp players out there who bet the Browns. Yeah, I would. And I would say too, like, as far as w- once I dig down into some, some stuff I'll probably do tomorrow is you get into some of these positional group matchups. It's not going to take me sitting down and looking at rankings to realize that the Browns have a big edge in pass rush versus this offensive line. But Burrow under duress hasn't been bad. He's been like, good, I'm, yeah. No, he's been. He's uh, been very good yeah, under pressure. Good. So I, I don't know how much of a, an, uh, or if I'm making an adjustment at all for you know the the fact that they'll be in that backfield a lot. In fact, if they are bringing blitzes, I like Burrow quite a bit against that. So yeah, yep, I like the over here. I got contact lenses. Giving me a hell, I'm having a hell of a time out here in California. Drive. I don't know how you That's do what you get trying to podcast on uh, on on vacation, man. This, uh, every time. I, I know. I never miss one of these, and the wife wanted to just chill and read for a bit anyway. Oh, okay. Well, um, the uh, ultimately kid, Jesus. Oh, nice. Uh, ultimately, I do I do love this opportunity for uh, some serious points in this one. Both matchups we saw last year between the Browns and the Bengals, uh, how you want to say, were high scoring. Um, we, I think, do you want to guess the two totals without looking? Uh, 71 and 68. Oh, you were super, super, super close. I think it was 65. I can remember one of them. I can oh. remember one of the games being 71. Yeah, the other one was 35 30. Um, so 65. Good, good damn guess, man. Um, and both, uh, both of them, the uh, Bengals covered. Both went over. I both went over, and the Bengals covered both. Um, <laughs> Neither so. of those totals was bet up. To, you, and you same. know what? You know what would just make my day if the Bengals just scored a bunch of points, if Miles Garrett got some nice sacks, and if Jamar Chase was a total decoy, and this was yep. the Tyler Boyd, uh, T. Higgins <laughs> show. <laughs> Three targets. You know what? I'm just gonna throw this lens away. Fuck them. Three targets. So I brought 10. Three targets, three drops. For, Ooh, that'd uh, be nice. That would be, be great. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I, anyone, if Cleveland does close it two and a half. Beautiful weather day, by the way. It, it's it's a decent teaser leg. You're right about that, guys. Yeah, that is true. That's maybe one of the f- only Wongs left out there? Question mark? 
Uh, I guess Kansas City is, might end up being a Wong, which is going to be hysterical. Uh, Vegas uh, Giants is close, but not quite. Uh, let's move on to uh, the Vegas Giants game. I don't really have any commentary or hot takes on the Vegas situation. Yeah. Uh, it absolutely sucks. Uh, it has made refreshing the timeline the last two days miserable. Um, I, yeah, I, any, any I, I hate I, when stuff like I, this I, happens. I hate, hate, hate it. Um, it. It's extremely sad on the part of everyone who was affected. Uh, and um, don't drink a drive. I mean, this isn't, it's not that hard. Uh, and the fact that we're even having this conversation in 2021 is mind blowing. Um, but uh, here we are. And the Raiders in that locker room have already been tested once this season. The um, the leaders got everybody together. Galvanized they galvanized them, and they know. played great in response. But this is a you know such a different situation. It, it's, it's not a change in leadership. It's yeah, it's a it's a player who made a horrible mistake, and we'll see how that saga all plays out. Obviously, the team did release him. As far as I mean, just. It sucks because it's like with any don't don't get it wrong. This is a tragedy. Someone lost their life. Yeah. Someone probably ruined their young life by making a horrible decision. But at the same time, like we do have to look at this from a handicapping standpoint. That's what we're doing here. And you know, without not to be crass, he doesn't make a big difference to the line. Like he's no, not no on the field. On the field, this is negligible. But no, it's really in terms yeah, I mean, of distra- anybody, in terms of any, distraction. Yeah, distraction. Okay. Distraction is bigger than this. Think about your what was going on in your life yesterday as you were refreshing, as you heard the heard yeah. the rumor and refreshing and reading the news and catching up on it, and then again the news cycle again today, getting the details and refreshing it and digesting it and talking about it, and then think about if you're a freaking raider and you knew this guy and you live in that city and you are trying to prepare for a game like this is. This is as enormous a distraction in in a game week that I can remember. Yeah. Um, and it's tough because if this was a totally neutral state, I would be like banging the table like Raiders should be massive bet here because the Giants are awful, particularly at home and particularly with now COVID swirling around that locker room. Um, there are going to be there's going to be more news that comes out about Giants players. It wasn't just Sack Barkley, I, in my opinion. There's probably going to be other guys who are going to. There's be already been by this. there's already been one other one. I I can't. I don't think it was a player of note. But nor, that's, yeah. I mean, nor was Sack Barkley at this point. <laughs> yeah, running backs coach got tagged. Bun- bunch yeah. of bunch of potential, um, you know, bunch of potential impacts on the Giants. Like like literally, like if. If they wanted to simulate this game on uh, NFL 2K or whatever, uh, and just post the score and not actually play it, that would be fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't have any interest in watching or betting this one. That's uh, not a bad way to do these games in the future. Yeah, some of these games where it's like, ah, do we really want Jacksonville to play the rest of the year? Can we just sim them? Sim them. Sim. Sim. Yeah, there's a sim button. So, yeah, same, same here. I was. Probably also looking forward to betting against the Giants again. More pain for me, maybe, but weird, yeah, weird motivational, uh, however you want to phrase it, like distraction issues with the Raiders. Probably stay away from this one altogether. Yeah, no idea how they prepare. And they head into the bye week and they get Tampa Bay out of their bye week. So the <laughs> Somebody brings misery this up too. continues. Under the radar, Joe Judge straight up lying about the headset issues. Nobody 
nobody with that much in a, in an organization with that much money in a would have headset issues for that many weeks and just like, oh no, we for oh what did I forget? Did I leave the stove on? Did I leave the garage? Oh no, I forgot to bring up the headset issues. Oh no, we're gonna have it again this week. Like oh man, we're gonna probably have so many penalties again. Yeah, like I feel like he's lying. Either he's lying or it, it it might be even worse if he's not. The fact that it could just be incompetence on that end. The, the Clint says the problem is Garrett is on the other end of the headset. <laughs> <laughs> no that that <laughs> the uh yes there is no good there's no good response when he says that no either like, he's either he's a he's a, either he's an untrustworthy bizarre liar or yeah. he is like a, a complete incompetent boob uh and maybe both <laughs> truthfully you know so yeah that was uh that was quite a scene and honestly the fact that joe judge was hired in the first place was a mistake and honestly this goes back to our rant from several weeks ago about if you're a giants fan you need to put pressure on this ownership group to clean their act up because they're an embarrassment that's all there's to it yep. um speaking yeah. of embarrassments <laughs> Atlanta, who take on New Orleans? Oh man, I was so happy with Atlanta, and I'm not logged in right now, so I can't even see Dan down there, which is probably good at this moment. So, I don't, oh, because I'm using should Firebox. We use, I'm not yeah, should in. we use this time to talk about the Atlanta Braves, world world champion Atlanta Braves? Yes, congratulations to the city. Um, good rough history story. Yeah, rough rough history. You know, it was uh, was it Sherman? raised the city a little um we had the uh the 91 series where there were some shenanigans by the twins the the 99 series was bad the, the falcons i feel like had uh a couple super bowl problems the zero and two in super bowls the Is bulldogs right? have screwed up a couple forget, games yeah i forget that denver and then uh new england mm. as well so oh the new oh the new england one yeah that's right so, i think i had yeah, the falcons so, that day so <laughs> the, Braves, the Braves have taken it, and yes, congratulations to the Braves. But back to the Falcons, they are not. Uh, we had three straight weeks of good Matt Ryan, and that was as far as that streak was going to take us. That was an ugly game. Really, really not fun to uh, be involved with or watch. I'm glad I wasn't either, really. And New Orleans is now in a bit of a pickle, too. I'm not in a spot where... I have kept up on the quarterback news here. Is there, <laughs> is there a, is there a, uh, some sort of tell on what they're going to do here in New England or the excuse me, New Orleans at quarterback? There, as far as I can tell you, the um, presumption is it's Taysom Hill time. Yeah, he's coming off. He's coming off uh, the protocol, which is fine. Like, he, and that's the thing. Like, you, you, we can shit on this guy, and yeah, he's a tight end. He's actually a very good runner with the ball in space. Like he's scary. He's a big he's ass a, dude. Yeah, he's a good athlete. But when they ended up starting him the other year, he was fine. Like they have enough weapons around him where he was fine. If Kamara is healthy, and this offensive line is fairly healthy, I know they did lose one. Uh, they lost a guard the other week, and they have you know receivers who aren't super stinky which it sucks about the michael thomas michael thing. thomas he's not coming back at all this year that that sucks for this R. team who's probably peace, michael thomas's ankle probably gonna be at the sixth seed in the playoffs in the nfc at this point even though the nfc is so much better we're gonna have Taysom <laughs> hill leading your best wild card team 
Jameis, I mean, Jameis, obviously, the, the reports now, it was ACL, MCL, like that's your yeah, full that's year awesome. recovery kind of thing. So Taysom Hill, uh, are, are you are you running to lay six points at Taysom Hill? No. Or are you running to lay no. are you laying to six? But but can you sit there and take points from the Falcons at any, at any given juncture right now? If you made me bet this, I'd have to bet the Falcons, which means I can't bet this game. Falcons are pass. Yep. Total of 42 over a pass. Uh, yep. I think you have to pass both. Um the Saints defense is elite. Uh, they're going to make it tough for Matt Ryan and company. Uh, and actually, the Panthers kind of gave the Saints a blueprint about how you deal with pits. Yeah, put your best corner on him. <laughs> like that's hey, the, take him the, out the of the joke, game. Yeah, the, the joke yeah. during the draft during his time at Florida. It's always like he's a wide receiver. Like, what do you do with wide receivers? Hmm. You put a you corner. Put a corner. On. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't. You don't. Don't let a coverage linebacker cover him. For God's sakes, don't drop a D end in coverage on him. Even if he lines up inside at the tight end position, put a slot corner on his ass and make him beat somebody with the skill level of a cornerback. And yeah. for sure, or make Matt Ryan beat you with uh, just with Russell Gage, Russell Gage, uh, yeah, Olamide, with Ridley, Ridley uh Christian Blake, um, Hayden Hurst, and uh, Lee Smith. Make him beat you with Lee Smith. <laughs> you can cover Lee Smith with a linebacker. Hell, hell of a pitcher for the Cardinals. Um, <laughs> yeah, the uh, <laughs> and the the other part too is you know the like you said the, the receiver core is very thin now with Julio in Tennessee and Calvin Ridley taking personal time right now. So your best receiver, your best wide receiver, is now a rookie tight end, and you're you have an aging quarterback who can make some bad decisions under pressure. <laughs> Yeah, I, are we reacting too quickly to the Atlanta downgrade? Like, did they just maybe have a bad week last week? And now that they know they're going to be without Calvin Ridley for a while, they may have a plan and they may look a little bit better because, I, like, here's where this I'm This is a good defense on the road, man. The, you see what this total's doing. This total's saying fact oh, yes. going to score. It is. Um, and actually, the look ahead wasn't really all that different. Five and a half, four and a half, some places. So, uh, this was always going to be a big number. But you're down, you know, I guess neutral, neutral, neutral QB move. This is a Sean Payton, regardless of the quarterback. I feel like there's another Civil War joke in there with Lee Smith, you know, like Atlanta. When Atlanta relying on a Lee has never gone well. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Lee. Maybe we are being too harsh, but this really, really anemic passing offense now. If you're able, especially if you're able to, it was like, oh, we have to take a corner that could be covering Ridley and put him on pits. Now you don't even have that. You're just like, fuck it. Put some linebackers out there in these backups, whatever. You can really zone in on taking pits away. The running game is not going to be strong here on this. uh, Easy pass for this game. Yeah, The the Saints defense at home is a bit much here. Like it's Falcons or pass and maybe it isn't. Maybe it's Saints. You know, okay, so if, 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 yeah, if, so if money close your be- eyes and picture picture the scoreboard. What are you picturing? Like twenty four three New Orleans? Yeah, all of a sudden I'm <laughs> I'm tempted to. I'm I'm probably going to get into this one live. I'll be looking at this. I mean, Taysom live. Hill, Taysom Hill embarrassed these guys last year. Let's yeah, be, that, that, that's frank. probably the only thing keeping me away is the the sketchy quarterback situation. Yeah, Falcons team total under Dan says. I mean, that's a classic Dan thing to say, but you ain't wrong. 
I mean, their mojo is alive down there, down in the uh, big, in the, uh, uh, in the big A. It's not the, 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 big, the, big, the big, big, you almost said the big easy. Yeah, that's the big they're A? Gonna they're going to be in the big easy, but what, what, what's the Dan says they, they like to be called Hotlanta. That's really, really, really 90s. <laughs> the ATL. Right? The so ATL, Hotland- okay. Hotlanta is, he yelled at me once for that, you can't call it. It's like saying Frisco when you go to San Francisco. So no, no, no bet on here. The the under money is the right money. You could probably still bet the under. I just googled nick- Atlanta well. nicknames, and the first one that came up was Slime City. What's that about? Um, <laughs> I believe you can't do that on television with film there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just take the internet's word for it that Slime City is uh, based on the Nickelodeon show. Um. All right, the uh, don't have anything on that game. Chargers Philly, I do, uh, and Andy does as well. In fact, Andy has had something on this game for a week now. Uh, sell me this Chargers. <laughs> I bet it as well. I'm with you. I'm not like, against you on this. I liked what we saw from the Patriots from a defensive standpoint last week. I don't think we'll see anything of that sort from the Eagles. Uh, they need to, you know, the the Chargers need to clean up the mistakes. It wasn't outside, even outside of the, you know, the interceptions. It was a bit of a mistake laden game. That's how they. That's how you lose a game like that, where you're pert near a touchdown favorite at some points in the market. The Eagles. I mean, they use a bunch of different running backs, so I don't even know who to zone in on here. Like the the Chargers' run defense has been rough. But if you can't stop this motley crew of running backs, maybe you maybe you don't deserve our love. Maybe you don't deserve our money. They do need to stiffen up and figure out something. You have a you have a head coach who should be able to put some schemes together on defense for this kind of offense. I <laughs> uh, I really 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 just think, like I think Herbert. I think the offense is going to be fine. I think Herbert gets his done. I'm more worried about the Chargers defense having some issues with uh, you know the. Whoever they use at running back, whoever is the flavor of the week that that week to get all the carries, and then Jalen Hurts being a little bit mobile. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about the Chargers' defense. Is that was that me selling you? <laughs> <laughs> Not really, um, but I will say that the weaknesses of the Chargers' defense don't really. There's the, not a big Venn diagram crossover of Chargers' defensive weaknesses and Philly offensive strengths. Yeah. Right, like they they don't really intersect much, which is good for LA. Uh, similarly, Chargers' offensive strengths, Philly's defensive weaknesses. That is a big Venn diagram crossover. In fact, it's almost a circle. <laughs> um, realistically, uh, if you're running basic offense, you know, basic defense like Philly does against this Chargers offense, then they are going to carve you, um, and that's going to put Philly in a negative game state in general in this game. Um, if this were on the other side of a field goal, I would not want anything to do with it. But at under a field goal, I think you are safe from a back door here. Uh, and I think ultimately the Chargers win by six or seven. They're probably up 14. Eagles score a garbage time touchdown, go for two, and this either ends at a six or an eight point game. What do you think about that? Yeah, what did I'm trying to find what account we bet this into? Two and a half? Do you have a bad number on this? Probably bet online. <laughs> Yeah, I, think, I, think so. I think I think you probably do. Uh, I'm with you, though. I'm there. 
I'm I'm on right. the Chargers. Yeah, uh, Chargers. And I mean, you do raise a good point. Like all the the strengths of the Chargers offense really do match up well against the Philly defense. Uh, like I said, I think I think the Chargers offense is fine. I just worry this is a all of a sudden this is like a 35-34 game late. Let me ask you. Let me ask you about the the market on this one because there has been a lot of Philly money early. Um, most of the Philly betting that we've seen this year has been late. So this is not the same people. That's important to kind of identify. Um, do you think it, the, it's only Wednesday? Does somebody somebody come back? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah. like like like, is there more Philly money later in the week again, or do you know are people? Yeah, we don't, we really don't know. Basically, the answer is we don't know what the who the whoever whatever player out there has a hard on for this Eagles team. We don't know if they are going to the well with them this week or not. Um, and I can tell you that the early action on this was from different voices, different people, and uh, there's not consensus that the Philadelphia Eagles are the right side here whatsoever. Um, and this may ultimately close Chargers minus three for all I can tell you. So um, that's where I'm at on this one. Chargers cover, not a huge position for me ultimately, but um, I think the Chargers do get right here. I think they're the better team. And I think, uh, you know, another, you know, a week removed from the bye. I liked some of the stuff I saw from the Chargers against the Patriots in terms of how they adjusted. Um, they just, you know, ran into a Patriots team that played a really good game. The Chargers have been a little weak against the tight end position against certain teams, especially I think the, the Browns put a bunch of, and that was a weird game. You know, everybody, everybody. That was one big play to Njoku, yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, but they had, like, they had more than that. I'm, I'm going to – Njoku had, like, 150 yards, man. Yeah, I mean, but, the one but big – like, 80 the one, of them the, were on one Yeah, play. the one big play helped, but, the, I mean, it's still, like uh, – how do we how do we stand on that when we, we say, like, oh, but a lot of it was one big play. Well, that's because you're bad against the end, and he had, he also had sixty other yards. Despite, despite, uh, aside from having a massive ass play, like there's that too. So, in general, they haven't been terrible against the tight end, but they haven't been great. So, maybe the uh, the tight ends against from the Eagles scare me a little against this defense. But again, like everything we said, love the love the Chargers' offense this game. I'm I'm very happy with it. You are correct. He had seventy eight yards in addition to a seventy one yard. So yeah, yeah, he had a great day. Yeah, he everybody did. had a good day that day, though. Yeah, Nick Chubb had 161 yards. Kareem Hunt had two touchdowns. Yeah, everybody scored. That was a weird game all around. Oh, Where I don't even game? want to do this next game. Let's talk about it, though. Um, all right, Rodgers is out. It's too much. I'm betting the Packers seven what's... and a half. What? Are you serious, or is this I'm a taking, take? I'm taking some Jordan Love. No, 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 no. I did not I'm know you were going. Are I'm you this, is this it. a serious take, or is this? Is he how how, how much? No, semi trolling. But I'm going to look into this. Oh man, how much clipboard delta do we? It leads to the question: How much should Aaron Rodgers be worth to the spread when your backup is Jordan Love yep. against a bad defense? On the road, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's it's almost as you know. There's let's think about the other great quarterbacks in the league, and you know what? You know what's fucked up? Josh Allen's isn't that big because Trubisky has been fine in that, like in that offense. Trubisky is a really good backup. 
you know, Josh Allen can make some big plays. So that's it's a big adjustment, but it's not the biggest. What is the the biggest adjustment? Aaron I'm trying to think of Brit. It's probably Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's you, maybe you very maybe maybe Lamar Jackson. They're in that. Those are your two choices, I think. That, that's only because RG three is no longer there. But um, yeah, yeah, and a lot of it does depend on the backup. So it's probably too big of a jump. But I'm still not excited about like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna take this uh, Jordan Love kid who I know very little about and and back him against a team that is just poised to have one of these games where the offense finally clicks and scores like 35. That's that's the biggest problem with this game is the Packers defense. Like it's not even so much the the, the big adjustment here. Jordan Love has nothing to do with the Packers defense and yeah Brady to Gabbard is probably a big one too. That's a good point Patrick. Brady to Gabbard is big, but there's enough talent on that offense that they should be yeah. they should be able to work around it. There's that, not that a is, lot of talent outside of Devontae Adams for the Packers. That's which that's is the other part, part of the problem. Tanyan, well, what did we say? Tanyan's we said gone. this a couple weeks ago. We said what's what's a backup quarterback's best friend? And it was like tight ends and ba- and running backs out of the backfield. Yeah, and we've Packers got, got one we've of got those. Ton, you, you had Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams are very good, but very sketchy depth outside of that. And uh, yeah, this this is a game I don't I I know everyone wants to talk about this game, but I I don't want to bet this. Okay, well, I was I'm annoyed because I was I was heavy Chiefs. Do you remember when everybody bet this? this after Monday Night Football? Like a lot of people took the Packers because they said, well, the Chiefs still aren't figured out. The Packers looked pretty good and they're getting Adams back. There was like Packers money right away on the It was night. a lot. Yeah. I did I people, was I was and, and, I did know, not I did not agree with that. At bad all. luck, this bad was, luck for them. Like, this was always luck. this was always a good spot for the Chiefs. Always. The um the bad secondary still. What, Both of which, them. which, which, yeah, which, which side, yeah, and right. That, that's, and that's the other thing, too. Yeah. So, you have a backup quarterback, yeah, with some thin receivers against a bad secondary. You have an an, an, an offense with Reek and Kelsey and all these, and you know, even the secondary players and uh, Hardman and some of the other guys, yeah, but they haven't been doing it. You know, they only put up 20 points. Like, the, seeing this at 49 was jarring, but then you, you dig in, like, ah, that's probably closely do you have a take on this total or is it just not worth betting i mean this is now a very weird game because if this was packers at expected strength which was rogers and adams available no tanyan no defense then this was a great 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 chief spot because the chiefs have outright admitted it that they are looking at their opponents and that they are looking past the bad teams on their schedule. They've outright said it, which means they've probably been looking at this game for a couple of weeks, maybe even before the season. Like, oh, cool, we get uh, a fun one against the uh, against the Packers. That'll be a good game. We got that circled. And if this was Aaron Rodgers coming to town, especially off that big win against the Cardinals, you would have gotten an honest effort out of this Chiefs team. Now, will you? Probably still at least a little bit of good stuff on offense. Uh, I don't think they're gonna. Um, you know, completely put the good plays back on the shelf and pull the bad playbook out. Um, but maybe they do. Um, and the matchup against this Packers defense for this Chiefs offense is absolutely ideal. This is super, super solid 
team to go against considering who's available and the health of some of their players, particularly in the secondary, uh, not going to have any semblance of a pass rush. Uh, and Chiefs could have really flexed in this game, I thought. Um, so this was a good spot, and I'm pissed. It sucks, too, because this was – every like, if we blurred out the bottom and, and didn't tell people what date, and you were just saying – you were describing the Chiefs versus Tennessee. Yeah. Mostly and mostly because we didn't really say. And t- to be fair to the Titans, that's true. They put they put together a pass rush that day. Like they, they actually had a pass rush. So I don't believe the Packers will. Probably just uh, that was also in Tennessee for whatever that's worth. I guess. Yeah, no, um, it is. It's worth something. But yeah, this is this number's gotten away. It's where it should be. Like this touchdown's probably right. This total's probably right. I don't want any part of this. Here it was seven and a half. I don't think I'm getting involved at seven. Um, I do think if it in I, I do think Jordan Love got no snaps last year, none, not even practice. He got he was, virtually he was no the starter for a little bit. He got um, virtually no preseason snaps though this year because he got hurt in the first preseason game. He is a completely untested commodity, and realistically, if you don't respect how important Aaron Rodgers is for the Mike Matt Lafleur offense, then you're going to find out. Because this is not a plug and play for Jordan Love. He's going to look very raw, and he's going to be asked to do some uh, some difficult stuff. Because like you know, the Chiefs' defense hasn't been playing well, but like there's still a difficult scheme for. Spags has some stuff that's you know some interesting wrinkles here. Chris Jones is healthy; he's going to be able to get some pressure. Like if you like keep the 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 Packers' offensive line has been a, a mash unit all season. And they are performing well because of Aaron Rodgers and what he does in terms of assignments and communication and uh, getting the best out of those guys. Jordan Love's not going to have that same opportunity. Chris Jones is going to be in the backfield a lot in this game. Uh, Tyron Matthew likely gets a pick. Um, you know, there's you know there was a lot of jokes of well, yeah, he's got three days to figure out. You know, they got three days to teach Jordan Love who. Daniel Sorensen is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a funny joke. But, you know, realistically, the idea that Jordan Love is going to execute a clean offense here, I cannot get involved with that idea at all. Um, I think this is going to be uh, a lopsided win for the uh, for the Chiefs, ultimately. And if this gets out to seven and a half, man, what a – I mean, even at seven, what a teaser. Like, what a great – What is, a teaser leg. This will be a great teaser leg. Um, somebody asking, I, I have Chiefs minus one. Somebody, I, I think he was asking if he should come back. No, like this isn't the middle. No, I yeah, no, 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 no. Enjoy you it. Just enjoy yeah, it. You've got you've got a pretty good. Some people, you, know what, you yeah, you win the lot. You've got a yeah. great ticket. Don't get cute. Yeah, you win the lottery a couple times every NFL season. You just add, you know, that that helps you fight the vig. <laughs> it's, like, it's like people people who bet the Saints before the entire. Denver Broncos quarterback room got ruled right. out. Like people who bet to, the don't try to middle. Yeah. No matter how big this is, don't try to. You're gonna take Kendall Hinton, who technically wasn't even the starter in that game. One of the running backs was the quarterback of record because he took the first snap. Like, are you gonna you gonna come back with a, a running back and try to middle this? No thanks. So people who bet uh, people who bet the Bears when Matt Stafford has a broken back and it's all yeah. of a sudden the David Plow experience. <laughs> that was yeah. fun. David Blue, yeah, um, uh, right. yeah, no, yeah, you don't, don't, don't sweat it. Um, Zona Niners. Okay, let's talk about what we know. Kyler Murray is not one hundred percent. In fact, he's not probably not eighty percent. He's got mad injuries piling up now. Yeah. 
because because you're just a little guy. Uh, that's uh, that's that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, a, a little guy. That's I'm not making fun of little guys, but he's a little guy. He's um, a shortstop. Yes, that's right. Weird that and, he's getting hurt. And yes, and he's got a shoulder, a thumb, and now a bad ankle. Um, and he pretty clearly is going to be asked to do, um, you know, a tough, you know, a tough, tough, tough game to throw him into on the road against the Niners team that is finally finding itself and playing like the team we expected before the season. Like they looked freaking good last week i mean the scoreboard obviously reflected that to a degree but um they were clicking against that bears team and they gave up a couple big plays on defense they they will every week but um against a less mobile quarterback in the in in kyler murray because he's dealing with the bad wheel or if this is the colt mccoy show niners 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 all the way here i don't know that if you are a limit player, you're going to be able to get a decent sized bet down on Niners until it gets to like three. Um, that's kind of where I think this goes. I think they're just taking small stakes on this until we get firm news and it might be or it will be Kyler's not it's, playing. It's off the board at some places that take big limits. So take that, take that for what it's worth. Like for sure, there's a the, the, they don't want any part of this, they don't want that smoke. If you can bet this. If you can get some money on the Niners right now, I would. I really, really do not believe Kyler plays. I'm leaning like they they know they're seven and one. They have wins in division already. Like they know where they're sitting as far as do we want to it, it's the Dallas move. Like, hey, do we want to risk him for this is a team that's sitting we're going to go to the playoffs with this team. Do we need to screw him up further? Or do we, you know, try to win some of these last few games and and just you know, be healthy for the playoffs. So I really, really don't think he plays. I'm gonna pick off some smaller Niners spots in a few places. And yeah, that's that's a bet for me. I, I'm I will bet against Colt McCoy in this spot. I don't think uh, okay. I don't think, and I, I liked I liked what the Bears did at times. But let's call it what it was. They had a crazy ass run on a fourth down from which was exciting. I probably don't see something like that from Colt McCoy. I doubt that also. And realistically, um, let's not forget JJ Watt's gone. Uh, and I, I, you know, listening to all the talking heads, JJ Watt was pl- having a great season, and he was playing. He was kind of. He was. I know. I know. Okay. I know. But like they, played, a lot I, of people went out of their way to really highlight that after. Yeah, he I did. So. I hated the move. Like I'm like he's washed, and I I was wrong. He played better than I thought he would, and he probably passed some good information out to some of those younger uh, defenders that they've drafted the past couple of years. But he was he's not a big needle mover for me at, at this point in his career. So yeah. I'm gonna pick off Niners where I can and. Hope, uh, hope they just get Kyler the rest he needs. This, uh, this Niners team should have beat the Cardinals last time. I'm still, I'm still chapped about that. Um, all right, let's talk about the uh, Sunday football game, which is uh, interestingly enough, Tennessee at the Rams. Uh, weird pick for Sunday night football. <laughs> uh, don't know that I saw this one coming. Is this, I mean, cause it's not, this isn't really like a storied matchup, you know? Um, Tennessee versus the Rams. The only thing that ties them together is the ghost of Jeff Fisher. Um, they played a Super Bowl against each other. Oh, that's a good point. I forgot like about that. A hundred years ago. We were in <laughs> right? high school, Drew. Is that the Rams' only Kevin Super Bowl Dyson. win? 
The Rams um, won. The Rams won that Super Bowl, and then they then lost, lost to the Patriots. lost the Patriots and lost to the Patriots again. Yeah, they lost. They lost too. So both and both times to the Patriots, right? Yeah. So I don't know if they made it way back in the day. I'm trying to think of. They had a really good defense back in the in the seventies. There, the fearsome foursome. I'm not sure if that team ever made a Super Bowl. I really, really don't think so. I feel like they lost to the Steelers or the Colts Jack, or something. Yeah, like Jack Youngblood. Remember, didn't somebody play the Super Bowl with a broken leg? Oh, that's a good story. If if Somebody, somebody's gonna have to hit that. Deacon Jones. Head. Deacon Jones is a fucking animal. So, um, <laughs> go yeah, go 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 watch some NFL Films Presents if you want some chills. Um, but yeah, it's it's a weird game, but it turned out to be a couple of teams who are you know in the divisional leads. They made it once in 1980 and lost to the Steelers. Yeah. Oh God, talk about two all-time defenses just going at it. What was that score? Four to two. <laughs> it was 31 19 of course because of course it was Bradshaw was such a shitty quarterback that wasn't so much um this i think is... I, you know why you know how you know how pittsburgh got to uh the 31s because jack young was playing with a broken leg honestly that that was probably a big problem for him titans are probably bettable here but what is what are they going to do with their offense like, and there was some some good discourse on Twitter this week. It was like, hey, somebody brought, I believe it, maybe it was Clev TA. He said, like, they, most teams, they go get a running back. Say, we need to replace Derrick Henry. How do you replace Derrick Henry? With another running back. And they said, you should, no, you should get another receiver and you should change this offense to be a pass first, more passing forward focused offense. So you, you saw what they chose of those two options. They went and got a 36-year-old, 34-year-old running back. Um, they're going to activate him. I, I, maybe he he probably just splits with the other guys, too. It might be a three-way kind of split. But if they try to be the team they were with not Derrick Henry and they try to use everyone like they did Derrick Henry, this might be a bad team all of a sudden because they have some weapons in the passing game. And if they don't want to accentuate that now that they are missing a star player from the running game, they're probably going to have a bad time. This defense still isn't good, despite what we've said about the pressure they've got from the pass rush. The secondary is still dealing with massive cluster issues. Uh, ish, ish, is issues and injuries mashed into one word. The Rams have, you know, Rams are having, do the Rams have a wide receiver issue right now? Yes. They have too many good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well they, they let Deshaun Jackson walk out the door. They're yeah, so they're so flush with talent at the wide receiver position. They can let Deshaun Jackson walk out the door, which is fine. Honestly, yeah. it's fine. Cooper Cup Cooper Cup is is right now wide receiver one in all pro voting. Amazingly, he's the best wide receiver. Oh, it's, it's Robert, Robert Woods. Robert Woods, Robert Woods is, is, is he is he hurt? Yeah, I, I knew he was. He didn't practice today with a foot injury. If he doesn't go, that's that's a problem. But yeah, this is uh, this is another. We have so many of these games where it, this is not even a quarterback. Most of these games is like all right, Arizona, Green Bay, and you know to a lesser extent this one. You have a, a the crux of the offense out, and we kind of know what Arizona is going to do. They're going to be worse. And we know what Green Bay's gonna they're gonna be worse. But Tennessee has the option to not be worse. They could be, they're, yeah, right. And they they're probably be just, not gonna they're probably not gonna choose that option. 
Stafford didn't practice today as well. Giorgio brings up. They cool. did. Get, we did get a quote from McVay saying he's he's playing. Like it's just more of a he's dinged up, and we're just gonna not bounce him around in practice. Stafford will start. They've said. Um, and I guess yeah. Somebody says McVay also said Woods is expected to play. That's huge. I I like this as a teaser leg too. If it's sitting in that eight eight and a half nine anywhere in there, it's getting bet up, but. Oh, man, I, f- I feel like the Titans are going to bottle this, which if you bet the Colts to win the division earlier in the year and you were sad when this team beat the Bills and the Chiefs, this might be the comeback to, you know, come back to a spot for them when they decide, like, we're still going to try to get 30 carries a game out of, uh, you know, Adrian Peterson and the, the menagerie that is Derrick Henry's backups. Okay. <sighs> I don't know. Did you have a hot take on this one or even a lukewarm one? I'm not excited about this game at all now. I've I've mostly been doing research over here to confirm that Jack Youngblood did play Super Bowl 14, January 1980, with a fractured left fibula. We did not make that up. That was a true story. No, that's that's, that's like the most hard ass thing ever. It is the hard is well the other hard ass thing is uh, he had a blood clot at one point and played through it and had to be rushed to the hospital after the game and had emergency surgery because uh, it was in under his arm but yeah, he was a hard dude <laughs> um, he's he's in the very he's in the all time hard dude list um, I didn't play this game I don't care really much for this handicap. Uh, I don't care for the Rams being as great as they have been so far this season. Uh, it's all very, it's all very quite annoying, um, and they probably get a comfortable win here because they haven't really been tested in a couple weeks, and they've probably been saving the good plays for this game. Uh, and the good plays, guess what? They're going to work against the Titans defense that stinks out loud when they're not, uh, you know, having an all-time performance like they did against the Chiefs. Um, the Titans, I completely agree with your take that they could pivot and become a better team in the absence of Henry because they could go to a more plus EV uh, conceptual framework where they're passing on early downs instead of running very predictable runs into stacked boxes, but they probably won't do that. And that's ultimately the flaw with Mike Vrabel as a head coach and his vision of how to play football, but that's fine. Um, I think uh, it's the, key to the titans offensively and the reason that they've won the last three games in humongous leverage by the way huge leverage beating the bills the uh the chiefs and the colts for a second time um it was all born out of the availability of aj brown he is the key player on this team he is the key to their offensive success he unlocks the play action game for them not derrick henry um, no. And I think uh, AJ Brown healthy makes a huge difference, and he's going up against a Rams defense that is people have not caught the right whiff yet of exactly how suspect this defense is, and we could find out on Sunday night because all the Titans do is uh, exceed expectations against good teams so far this season, except for Week One where they didn't have a healthy AJ Brown. From from a viewer <laughs> standpoint, I hope that's the case. I, if this is just Rams beating the tar out of somebody because they can't figure out life after Derrick Henry, then it's going to be a really shitty watch. You know, that actually has happened once before in recent memory where the Titans with a good offense went on the road against a bona fide NFC contender in prime time and just put up an utter stinker. Do you remember the game I'm thinking of? Not really, but... It was late last season. 
and it was almost the exact same situation. You had the best team in the NFC hosting the Tennessee Titans. Titans came into town as a decent-sized dog. People talked themselves into the Titans, and the Green Bay Packers won 40-14. to <laughs> They just absolutely spanked them. Now the weather was I don't high. remember that game all that well. It was a Sunday night football game. And it was wasn't on that, December twenty seventh. Yeah, that total got you know, yeah. We, the it, total we, got we probably, down. And... It was a Sunday. It was between Christmas and New Year's. Let's not pretend like we weren't blacked out drunk on that one for halftime. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go look at that. I feel like the total got bet down, and then the Packers ruined it by having a very competent offense. Yeah. Yeah. Total closed at fifty two and a half. It went over. Um, it was Packers. The Packers. You know the the. The Titans got bet all week, and it closed Green Bay minus three, uh, <laughs> and they absolutely destroyed them. Um, but yeah, that was the tight. That was a very similar situation. Titans coming in with a lot of impressive wins and a little bit of momentum, and then just put up that stinker. So, would it be surprised if that is what plays out here? Because the Rams are for real. I admit it. I was wrong about them. Until someone gets hurt, this team is absolutely a contender in the NFC. And a big problem was their defense was fragile because they didn't have enough good players, and they just added one. So that might kick that one right in the dick too. So, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go to the beach. All right, man. Once you do, once you do the same, we're just some Cali bros. Great, pro- great, great plan, man. I, I, I you know, I, what? I let's, go, let's go. Evening glass off. Evening glass off. That I don't know what that means. I sat at, <laughs> I sat outside eating some fish tacos at a restaurant that was right next to the you know there's the path that goes along the ocean. Um, yes, just like a bike path. It's I an love exercise path. We like to get exercise here in California. I, I love just the. I think I counted like fourteen different styles of things with wheels that people were riding, <laughs> like regular skateboards, longboards, a girl in normal roller skates, an old guy in rollerblades, fourteen different kinds of bikes, like a bicycle made for two. Uh, the the weird fat tired bike, bike. yeah, yep. winter fat bike. Tire, you had yep. you had the guys. The fat doing... tire bikes are important if you're going to go over the sand. You know, yeah, if, you, sand. if you have any kind of a small portion of your ride where you're going over sand, you want a fat tire bike. The the skateboard with the really big fat wheel in the middle, the the skateboard with the two <laughs> wheels that you wiggle back and forth. Like I just I think one person just had like. Uh, like the things on his feet where there's like two wheels, but they're sideways and you have sure. to pump your legs. Like it's just like every, every time somebody came by that was a different mode of transportation. And then of course, joggers and walkers as well. Yeah, of course. Um, well, just for your Something information, so you can, so you can sound like a Cali bro, even though you don't have the complexion for it, you need to get a little sun. Uh, <laughs> so you can sound like a Cali bro, uh, the evening glass off. Most of the time in the afternoon, it's not good surfing in California because you're getting the um, onshore wind that uh, totally f's up the surf. Right? It's just it's just bl- blown out is what we say. It's blown out. Don't bother. Don't waste your time paddling out. You're not going to get a good wave. It's blown out. Right? Well, as you get right towards sunset, the winds die down. It gets real glassy, and we call that the evening glass off. And so, if you're going to get yeah, an afternoon, if you're going to get an afternoon session, you go in the evening during the glass off. By by going to the beach, I mean I'm going to bring one of these beach chairs oh, to the house and a book. I'm reading a book about uh, roulette. So 
Oh, you are. Oh, it's a good, yeah, nonfiction. I like it. Um, that's a good one. <laughs> it's 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 a pretty good story. I'll share it with you sometime. So, oh. all right, hang loose, fuckers. Hey, uh, we forgot to do secret pod play. Should we do Vikings over? Vikings over. Vikings team total over twenty one and a half. Put it on the board. All right. Best. Have you looked at the program at all for uh, Breeders' Cup? I was some really great. Every like race is like a two million dollar race. You see the uh, <laughs> go to Friday. There's like two thousand uh, dollar claiming races. Check out the, um, the Friday the juvenile.